Happy Sabbath. I have a new, uh, new hobby lately. Can somebody help me? <laughs> uh, this is not the hobby. Oh, got it, got it, I got it, I got it. Okay. I have a new hobby lately. Uh, it's babysitting. Who knew I would enjoy babysitting so much? Uh, it's especially wonderful because after a couple of hours, the parents come and they take the kids away, you know. These kids are so precious. I, I, I love them so much. Um, I know some of you are thinking, can I really trust Pastor Richard with my children? Come on, you do have to remember, I raised two kids. I mean, technically my wife raised them, but I, I saw what she did. Anyway, a few weeks ago, I babysat. Well, no, my daughter babysat, and um, a couple of kids from our church, and I got to pick them up from school, uh, some summer uh, sports thing, and, um, you know, it was weird going to school and picking up little kids. I, I felt young. I, I liked it, and I, I picked up the kids, and I put them in my car, and we're, we're kind of talking with these girls. And then I said, hey, so um, both of her parents are working, you know, meaning that that's why I'm here picking you up, right? And uh, the girls, they're like, yeah, they're kind of sad. And then there was a little bit pause, and I don't remember which one, but one of them said, Pastor Richard, you work one day a week. <laughs> And it wasn't like, it wasn't like, uh, like, a, like a question. It was like, um, it's an observation. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, as a matter of fact, Pastor Richard, you work one day a week. Man, kids are so precious, huh? <laughs> so apparently, nobody thinks I work hard. Do you work hard? Yeah, I, I know our church. Uh, everyone in our church works so hard. Good job. But here's another question. For what? What is the purpose and goal of your labor? For the grad school students, and we have a lot of grad school students, um, and even other younger students, uh, for what, was the, what was their purpose and reason for studying so hard for your, for your quizzes, exams, SAT, MCAT, PCAT, LSAT, DAT, whatever words or letters that you studied for, what is the goal driving your ambition. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this beautiful Sabbath, and we're here with our spiritual family worshiping together. Now, as we open the Bible, open our hearts also. In Jesus' name, amen. 
all of our crazy summer events are behind us, right? Uh, the new school year is here, and it's an exciting time for our church. Along with the new school year, our church has started a new series called A New Balance. Pastor Juni started off the series with a fantastic sermon last weekend on time management. I don't know about you, but I struggle with time management as well. But there are other aspects of life where I find myself struggling as well. How do I reconcile the realities uh, and, and, um, and difficulties of things like relationships, uh, finances, and my own ambition with Jesus called to follow him. How can I find harmony between the things I need to do in this world and what I should do for God's kingdom? Why am I so bad at balancing everything? So these are real struggles. Well, we're going to look to Jesus for answers. So, Throughout the series, we're going to look at the life and teachings of Jesus to discover a new way to balance the life issues that we face each and every day. By the way, before we look at today's main passage, I want you to look at the sermon poster. Uh, Pastor Junie made that, and some people are really concerned. Like, I hope our church doesn't get in trouble with um, copyright issues. With new balance. Uh, so I spoke with our church lawyer, and uh, the legal counselor said, We're fine, as long as we don't sell shoes. <laughs> uh, so let's take a look at today's main passage Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 8. We're going to look at uh, verses 1 through 4 first. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in Christ and one of mind. And verse 3, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interest, but each each of you to the interest of the others. So today's topic is ambition. We're going to focus on verse 3. The passage tells us that if you are someone who is united with Christ, who values his love, comfort, and his spirit, then do nothing out of selfish ambition or self-glory. Instead, lift others and serve their interest above your own interest. Self-ambition, conceit, and pride take up a lot of space in this world. Isn't that true? We see this in business. We see this in politics. We've seen Enron, uh, Sally Mae, and other banks and companies which are overrun by their selfishness and ambition. And many people suffered because of them. 
And even in the world, right? It's so funny because not just the Christians, but even the world recognizes that selfish ambition can bring ruins. We try to advance ourselves over others. We live and work in dog-eat-dog world. We fear slipping behind and losing out. We always want more, more admiration, more power, more possessions. And if we don't get these things, we feel the judgment and humiliation of failing. This mentality is at the very heart of the American dream. The American dream is about pulling yourself up by your bootstraps and becoming a self-made man or woman, right? Our nation was founded upon the vision of opportunity and success. It was a place where through hard work and ingenuity, you had the freedom to achieve your individual dreams. Unfortunately, this American dream easily becomes like a new religion we passionately pursue. In this new religion, God becomes the means to my end. You know what I mean? So God is there to bless me, bless us. God is there to help us so that we can build our own dreams. And thus, the God we actually worship, it's actually uh, the, the God we actually, we become the God that we actually worship in my dreams. Our mission is no longer about accomplishing God's dream. That's what I mean. Our mission is no longer about accomplishing God's dream, but it is rather about hoping God or even using God to build my dream. So there, it seems to be off balance. What did Jesus do in his life? Let's look at verses 5 through 8. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature, Of God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Jesus lived a very ambitious life, except his ambition was completely selfless. Almighty God himself became nothing by becoming a servant in the form of a human being, lowered himself and lifted others up by dying on the cross. Jesus lived his life with a clear mission that is to lift up humanity from the low and dark world. 
Jesus lived in a such a way that above all else, his mission mattered the most. His mission mattered the most. Loma Linda Church, this is what I discovered this week. Okay? This is what I discovered this week. How do we reconcile the issue of working hard for my ambition and my call to follow Jesus? You ready? My ambition must be in line with my mission in Christ. My ambition must be in line with my mission in Christ. My ambition must be in line with my mission in Christ. My talents are not for me to show off. They're not about me, and they're not for power and status. My gifts are to serve the house of God. My skills are to advance the kingdom of God. If, if God blesses you, it's so that you can be a blessing. And Loma in the church, you've heard, this say, you've heard me say this many, many times. God does not bless you for your own sake. God does not bless you for your own ambition. God blesses you so that you can be a blessing to others. That is our mission. That's what Jesus said, right? That's what Jesus did. Look at this. He did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Man, Jesus was like, yeah, I have this nature of God, but no, I'm going to separate that from me. I'm going to go in human nature, in human body, to lift humanity up. His mighty power was only used to lift up humanity. And his life was freely given for others. If Jesus came today, if Jesus came today to you, what would he say? Great job. Great job, my faithful servant. Or would he say, Great job. You've done really well for yourself. The American dream seems very appealing, but as we dig deeper, we will discover that that dream is a gilded dream. It looks pretty, but it's rotten inside. God's dream for us is pure and true. It'll trump the American dream every time. Our accomplishments in this world don't really amount to very much. In comparison to Jesus, has accomplished immeasurably more than we could ever imagine. My ambition must be in line with my mission in Christ. Not ambition, but a mission. Not ambition, but a mission. Can you remember that? I know it's kind of, it's kind of corny. I, do, I, I, I get it. 
my ambition, not ambition, but a mission. Not ambition, but a mission. I hope you remember that. Okay, so then what do I do? What do I do now? Uh, Do I have to change my career? Do I have to quit school and do something else? Uh, Do we all need to become missionaries? The answer is yes. We all need to become missionaries, but not the way you're thinking. Okay? During the Middle Ages, the church taught that jobs in the church were of greater worth than those outside the church. Okay? So, um, it was more holy to be a priest than a farmer. So, my job as a pastor would be worth way more than whatever you guys do. Okay? So sacred jobs were inherently of greater value than secular jobs. Man, I should have been born in Middle Ages because one of the reasons why I became a pastor because I thought this was like really awesome, more important job. But I was absolutely wrong. Because the Protestant reformers renounced this view. For example, William Tyndale was an early church reformer who wrote that if our desire, if our whole desire, our mission is to please God, pouring water, washing dishes, cobbling shoes, and preaching the word is all one. All equal in God's eyes. If our mission is to bless the world, we can all serve that purpose. What this means is that if we live with the same mission, all our work, regardless of what we do for living, are equal in God's eyes. Can you be a blessing pouring water? Yes. Can you be a blessing washing dishes? Yes. Being a pastor is not the only holy work, but anything you do in Christ is holy. Holy work. If your mission is clear, doesn't matter what you do, you are doing the holy work. If your ambition is in line with God's mission, you are a missionary wherever you are and whatever you do. Pastor Timothy Keller says this. This is why this is why work matters to God and God matters to my work. You see? This means Loma Linda Church. All you working adults, housewives and house husbands, students, and and little children, when your God-given mission is in the center of your life, whatever you do is God's holy work. You know what this is going to 
it's going to do to us. Every day, we go to our work, whatever it may be, I'll do my job on excellent level. Because at the end of the day, whatever I did brings glory and honor to God. Then, then God is not building my life. He's not building my career. Altogether, you and I, we are building the only thing that God is building. And that is the kingdom of God. My work matters to God and God matters to my work. Here's a problem though. Okay, you ready for this? Here's a problem. Um, Right next to Stater Brothers on Barton, there was a There's a Vietnamese restaurant called Oh My Pho. Have you been there? Yes, two people. (laughs) Right next to the old uh, VA hospital. Later, they changed the name of the restaurant to Seven Day Pho. And I would drive around and look at that restaurant. I'm like, dude, you got the wrong name. This is Loma Linda. It's got to be either six-day fall or seventh-day fall. You know what I mean? No Adventist will go to seven-day fall. Come on. You know what I realize these days? Many of us got so good at being seventh-day Adventist, we became seventh-day Christians. We've learned to live like a Christian only one day a week. On the seventh day, when we go to church, we've become part-time. We've become part-time Christians. In a way, we're already balancing our ambition in God. We're like, that's my balance. You know what I do? For six days, we shall Labor like everyone else in the world, but on the seventh day, on the special day, we live and act like Christians. Only one day a week. You see, this was never God's intention. When God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, this was not His intention. So we need to change that culture. We need to have more gatherings during the week. We need to continue on God's work during the week. But not only that, we need to become Christians each and every day during the week. We need to represent Christ at our home and at our work. Me being a Christian, me being a follower of Jesus has to become the center and foundation of my life and everything else should build from there. See? My work, my career is only a means to complete my mission in Christ. Whatever you do, when you go to work, whatever it is, 
you have that so that you can complete the mission God has given you to further God's kingdom. Amen? There was a, some of you guys may know this person. Uh, His name is Dr. Ken Peck. Ken Peck, uh, he was like a pastor for a little bit, and he's he's an ER doctor. Uh, One day, when I was a youth pastor in Cerritos Korean Church, he was asked to come and preach, and he came, and before he started his sermon, this is what he said. He said, I still remember this. This was like years ago, but I still remember this. He said, I'm an ER doctor, but... I enjoy my ministry more than practicing medicine. I still remember that. He said, I'm a ER doc, but I enjoy my ministry more than practicing medicine. Loma Linda Church. I want to hear our campus ministry students say that one day. I want this to happen to to everyone in our church. I'm a dentist. I'm a pharmacist. I'm a lawyer. I'm a teacher. But my ministry is more important than my career. If you think about it, ambition is actually not bad. It's not. I don't want my kids to come home from school one day and tell me, uh, mom and dad, I'm done. I'm finished with school. I just want to stay home and do nothing. Make me meals. I'm hungry. I don't want that to happen to my kids. No. I want my kids to be ambitious. Do something great. What I'm saying is, we do need to work hard, but remember why we work. Study hard, students, but remember why you study. Is it for my selfish ambition or for my mission in Jesus Christ? So I don't want my kids to do something great. I want my kids to do something great for God's kingdom. Amen? I have a few action steps we can take. This is actually really interesting. Before the sermon series, I wanted to call Pastor Juni and say, hey, Pastor Juni, at the end of the sermon, I want to like share like action steps, like things that people can do, but I forgot to do that because she was at East Coast camp meeting, but she did it already. I was like, dude, Holy Spirit working. So check this out. I want you to do this this week, okay? Um, these are some action steps you can take. Um, uh, you can do this this week or, or from now and forward forever. Okay, some of them. Number one, this week, I want you to do this very special prayer. When you go to work, when you go to your first class, before you start anything, I want you to pray. And I want you to do the same prayer that we all do or we will all do this week or from now on. And that is, God This day belongs to you. And whatever I do here, what does it say? Help me to advance God's kingdom. Amen? So 
your work each day, please start with that prayer. Number two, do something good for someone else this week. Okay? Your talents, your gifts, whatever you have, your possessions, I want somebody else to benefit from it. Okay? So take somebody out for lunch. Take, some, uh, take another family out for dinner. My family is available Monday nights and Tuesday nights. Just letting you know, okay? Buy coffee for somebody that you do not know. Let someone else benefit from what you do or what you have, okay? Number three. It's going to be tough. Make your personal mission statement for your family or for your career. Understand, okay, or decide why you work or why you go to school. Like, for example, um, Amy's parents still remember, it doesn't matter what it is, they've been always telling us their life's goal is just to be a blessing to others, okay? And My family, I've been teaching my kids this. I don't know if they remember or not. I hope they do. But I always tell them, whatever it is that you do, do it for the glory of God and his honor. Do you? Do you remember? Excellent. So we don't have to do this. Got it done. Check number three already. Have you ever watched Toy Story? course. Any Toy Story fans out there? Come on. Yes. Three people. Okay. Um, I heard that Pixar already has plans for Toy Story 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, up to Toy Story 100. Come on, we all love the characters, right, from from Toy Story. Uh, Woody, Buzz, uh, Rex, you know, and and Mr. and Mrs. Potato Heads. We we love all of them. Um, One thing I've noticed about the whole Toy Story series is that every Toy Story movie has the same consistent theme. And that is, all toys have the same purpose. In their life, it is to bring joy to a kid. And the, all the movies are written right around that same theme, very consistent, right? And the one who has the clear understanding of that mission is Woody. And Woody's always trying to help other toys, like, hey, Buzz, uh, you, you're, you're not some, some space stranger. No, you're, you're a toy for a kid to. to play with. Forky thought he was a trash, but he was a toy. Gabby needs to find a way to complete that mission. I'm not going to spoil the number fourth movie for you. Don't worry, don't worry. That's it, I'm done, okay? I'm not going to spoil it for you. Um, But when I get get emotional during during those movies is when these toys actually find, when they find their purpose, their mission, and when they get connected with each other and with the other kids. That's when I'm like, what's happening? 
And if they do not know their mission, they call them lost toys. Too many of us are just living a good, comfortable life. Just a good, nice, comfortable, Instagram-worthy life. You know what I mean? Making sure I have enough for me and my family, although we have way more than enough. We're worried and anxious about failing, lack of safety, falling behind, or my kids falling behind. We do way too much not to advance God's kingdom, but my kingdom. It's so easy to live without purpose, meaning, and direction. Are we lost? If my ambition is only to serve myself and my family only, I am a lost toy. I mean, a lost soul. If your work or career benefits only you and your immediate family, that is not a balanced Christian life. If that is a reason why you're studying hard, you got it all wrong. What am I about? About building my life and my career? Or am I all about building God's kingdom? Those are the questions that I want you to live with. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this church that is filled with so many talented people, so many driven people. People work so hard. But Lord, it is so easy for us to be confused and be lost why we go to work every day, why I study so hard every day. Lord, help us so that my ambition is in line with my mission in Christ so that each and every day when I go to work, it's not about me building my career. It's not about building me building my life, but it's me taking a part in this big picture of all of us together as a Christian and spiritual family building the only thing that you are building and that is the kingdom of God. So Father, help all of us to live with that clear mission in my life. Not ambition, but A mission. In Jesus' name, amen.